0: Lifelock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let Lifelock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save twenty five percent off your first year on Lifelock Ultimate Plus at Lifelock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: Mean old lion media, where black and brown voices truly matter. It's just a thaw, just a-
2: What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Cherie Nicole, and welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Cherie Nicole. This is episode 14 of season three. We are well underway. Very excited about all the conversations that I've had thus far and the one that you're about to hear in just a moment I, yes, am a fan of Real Housewives of Potomac. I have a few reality shows that I dibble and dabble in that I like. And uh, Real Housewives of Potomac is one of them. And I had the opportunity just recently to chat with a new housewife. She doesn't have, I mean, Atlanta, they have a peach. I don't know what they have for Potomac. Not sure. She doesn't have one of those yet. But she's definitely a main player this season on the Real Housewives of Potomac. She is Mia's BFF. Um, at least to start and if you've been following the show you would know that uh, that is no more we'll continue to see how that develops as the season continues but had a great conversation with her about the show and also just about what she does outside of reality tv because she has so much on her plate we got a chance to chat about that and so much more so without further ado here's my conversation with Jacqueline Blake I have the esteemed pleasure of being able to spend time with one of the newest, and you heard me right, one of the newest Housewives in the Real Housewives of Potomac series. Her name is Jacqueline Blake. She's phenomenal. And there's so much more thank to her you. than the show. So we'll talk about the show, but we're gonna talk about all the amazing things she's doing in the entrepreneurship space, the motherhood space, all that good stuff. So without further ado, Jacqueline, thank you so much for hanging out with me today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here
2: today. Speaking of busy and overwhelmed at times, what's the biggest lesson motherhood has taught you?
1: Is there one lesson or is there multiple lessons? I would say that your life is no longer yours. Like everything is about your kids and you are literally just, you're just the host. Like you're just there and they're running the show. Like that's how I feel most days. Like I'm just here. I'm, I'm, I'm the nanny. I'm the person that carries your bag. I'm, you know, oh, here's my jacket. Let me throw it on the floor. I'm your maid. You're all that. So, I mean, there's good points to it, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's very, it's, it's, it's a lot of grunt work.
2: Yeah. 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 (laughs) You 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 introduced us to a term parent partner. I thought that was a cool term. Um that everybody got introduced to. Um, as for those who (laughs) who keep up with Real Housewives of Potomac. So how 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 did you come to a healthy diet co-parenting dynamic? How did you how did you come to that? Or was that something that just naturally happened? Or was there some real work involved where you can now say, All right, I got a parent partner, we're good?
1: Um, honey, it's work every day. (laughs) Any relationship you have, whether it is you are together or you are not together and you have kids together, is work. So I would say that it's been a natural progression. And, you know, we're not 100% there. I'm not going to pretend like it's all perfect. But we're getting there. We are getting there. And we're trying to find those those defined lines and all that good stuff. So we're working on an outline. That's all I got to say. So with that in mind, what would be your advice to, <laughs> we got I, the li- outline I, I like the outline. That's
2: a great start. So yes. what, would you, what would be your advice to to women in particular out here who are, who find themselves right now in a situation where they have to co-parent, um, what would be your biggest piece of advice to them?
1: I would have to say, take it day by day and don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, And just really put, you know, really try to focus on the kids and not put your emotions in it. And it's really easier said than done, because there's going to be a lot of emotions from that relationship that's trickling down. Um, But just try your best to be mature adults and put them first, because they deserve a healthy environment. (laughs) I think that's really, at the end of the day, your goal is to give them the best childhood that they can have regardless of what the circumstances are. And it's possible, you know, um, a lot of people came from single parent homes and it's possible to have a healthy situation. You just have to work on it just like anything else um, that needs and requires work. I love it. So let's talk Mm -hmm. about work a little bit.
2: Let's talk about work. So I I just Mm -hmm. became so intrigued by you committing to Real Housewives of Potomac because I'm like her background, her base is in HR. I mean, I would imagine that this is the last place she'd want to be. But I must ask you, what made you say yes to the show?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. So I would have to say it was, I, I have a mentor. And my mentor told me to seize any opportunity that comes your way and just see how it goes. Nobody's asking you to commit for the rest of your life. But you know you can use this as an opportunity and see where it goes. No, you know, non-committal, no, not no stress. And so I kind of went in it where okay, let me see how this will work for me. And being a friend of the show is definitely less commitment compared to being a full-blown housewife. Yeah. So it it seems safe, um, and then just me being organically me as friend. I felt like it was just going to be a good time. So I was like, okay, let's just go have a good time. Maybe that was stupid of me. I don't know. But um, (laughs) maybe it was, it wasn't very thought out, but um, yeah, I mean, we all have those moments where you don't really think everything out and you're like, okay, well, let me just live, you know, I'm reinventing myself. I'm trying to figure Mm. out, you know, where Jacqueline can go next, even though I do have a career and, I'm an HR girl. So I'm all about like rules and regulations yeah. and, and kind of living in a defined like box yeah. where you don't really, you can be creative, but at the end of the day, there's rules and there's policies. So this was completely different than what I'm used to. Cause I'm not used to just jumping out there like a fish out of water. Yeah. Like I was literally like, okay, how does this work? Where is the welcome packet? Where are the <laughs> instructions? what is this? Where are the policies? Let me read that. And it's like, oh, really? Like none of that exists. Okay. Yeah. That was pretty scary. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
2: So, so was there anything you did in particular to prepare yourself and your girls for this transition? Or did you really just jump in head first? Like, all right, we'll figure it out when we get there.
1: I jumped in head head first. I did talk it over with my family, including um, Patrick and, you know, my closest friends. And they were all on board. They were willing to support me. So it was definitely not my decision on my own. I definitely took into consideration all that was involved. Um, My kids clearly don't know. They're 10 and 3. So it was definitely not their choice. But the good thing was I knew that my kids really wouldn't be. There's no personal story with friends of the show. Yeah. So I knew they didn't really have to be on the screen. So it, it felt safe to me.
2: Gotcha. you. I, I love that term felt safe because I, I I have friends who are in the reality TV space as friends with the show. Some are main characters. And there is a bit of a difference Um, for you. You know, being being in the thick of it, as, as I'll leave it at that, you know, what has was there anything that that hit you by surprise? Anything that you were surprised by? It doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It could be something good as well. <laughs> I saw your eyes move. I saw, I saw, I saw the look you gave me. So I'm very interested in this response.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I would have to say, <laughs> I thought that it would, it wouldn't be as stressful. Mm. I didn't think it was going to affect my relationship with my best friend. Like you would, you wouldn't have been able to tell me in a million years that it would affect my relationship with her because I thought that we were so solid and in sync. So, um, that was an eye opener and maybe it was just me being naive, probably very naive going into it, but I didn't think that it would have, it would have went down like that basically. With that said, are there any
2: regrets you have with that said?
1: (laughs) Hmm. <laughs> um honestly in life I don't really have too many regrets because I feel like I prayed about it and I asked God cuz I'm spiritual as well. I asked him if this is for me let it be for me if it's not for me close the door immediately. Mm. You know, and he kept the doors opening and he, you know, I got casted, every interview went well and I asked him to use me in whatever manner that he wanted to use me. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask any questions. I just, I I let him lead me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. believe that black women are brilliant. We are phenomenal. We're the best multitaskers this side of heaven. Um, We're super Mm -hmm. gifted and super talented. But I do believe that for some weird reason, not even weird, but for some fundamental reason, we do struggle with getting along especially when you throw in working together. <laughs> um, so for you, do. What, what do you think, what do you think if you, if you could nail this down to like one route as to why this is a continuous cycle with us,
1: what would that mm-hmm. be in your opinion? I feel like it's, I feel like we all have deep rooted insecurities. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Systemically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. expound on that that's a great point yeah
1: I would say that it's you know I feel like sometimes when we win in our community we're not as open to bring others up with us I feel like that's the biggest issue in our community it's like oh I got it I'm up here let me let me let me you know let me ride in the the Cadillac or the, the Porsche or the whatever car you're talking about. And then, yeah, my friends can come hop in the car, but I don't care that you're getting, you're getting back in your Honda Civic,
2: Mm.
1: you know? And I feel like that's what, I think that's really the biggest issue that we need to understand that there are plenty of crowns to go around. And when I succeed, you succeed, you know, we, it's always a constant struggle for us. So when you get up there, do not forget to reach back. And I think that's, people talk about it, but they don't really live it. They don't live it. It sounds good, but do I really want to, do I really want to bring you up with me? And can I trust you enough to bring you up with me? That's the thing.
2: Wow. Thank you for expounding yeah. that. I think that's a great point. Yeah. and That's my about- opinion
1: now, whether that's true or not, you know.
2: Yeah. I share it. I share it. I think, I think obviously there's other, there's other um, fundamental reasons why, but that, I believe that's a big one. So thank you for sharing that. And you talk about bringing others with you. You're, you're a phenomenal business woman. You got some great things going on and on that side of the aisle, you know, how did you know that entrepreneurship was really for you? And then just kind of long, long scale, what are some of your goals as you continue mm-hmm. to build out your business?
1: So I had a mentor who did a lot of business and, um, he, 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 and she, my mentors, um, basically, you know, brought it to my attention, how to use what I, what I do, you know, and I've worked in different government spaces. Um, and I've learned a lot through those government spaces, HR in their way. Um, they kind of, taught me how they were doing their business and how they can really you know, earn more money and kind of be more independent where you can work from home and still kind of bring in the same amount of money or even more. And so that kind of caught my eye. Like, how do you do this? How can I take my talent that I learned in corporate America and in the government and build upon it in a manner where I can, you know, exceed that regular nine to five salary? Yeah, because it caps at some point you cap even at the in the government level, like a 15. If you get beyond the 15 and you get to, you know, the SES or whatever levels they have in the government, there's a cap, you know, and it can take your entire life to get to that level where you're at that level. You know, and I realized that why why are we so talented where we feel like, OK, once I get that to that certain salary, I'm content with that. Mm-hmm. Why can't I go beyond that? And that's where I was. I'm like, how can I do that? And I saw them doing it. And I felt like, why not give back to those small businesses, you know, minority owned, women owned companies where we can work together in these government spaces and be, you know, use, utilize the resources that we have because there's plenty of programs for us and really do it you know, especially in DC, Maryland, Virginia, like government is big. So there's money for us. There's millions of money for us. So why not use that your talent that you learn and flip that and help other government, smaller business companies grow, or you be that business. Um, and that's what I'm learning now. Um, am I completely where I want to be? No, I'm still learning, but, through other people, I've seen a different way of living.
2: I love that. And yeah, you, know, I, you talk about mentorship a lot. You've mentioned it several times. And, you know, I believe that it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a key for people when they want to elevate to their highest peak of potential, I'll say. Mm-hmm. What is the, you know, for you, you talk about paying it forward as well. For yourself as a mentor, not a mentee, what is something that you lead with that that is a necessary thing that you do to try to impart into those that you mentor?
1: I would say that don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone because we get very comfortable with these jobs, our 401ks, and there's nothing wrong with that because that's good. You know, you want your pension, you want all that, you want that security, and I get that. And if that's for you, that's fine. But if you, if you have one little ounce of what's out there, try it out and see how it goes. I would recommend before kids, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> not when, you know, try that early on. Cause it's a little hard when you have children, not to say you can't do it, but, um, I would say, you know, if it doesn't challenge you, then you're not really living up to your fullest potential and it's okay to go out there and make mistakes or fall down and say, Oh, this wasn't it for me. Because at the end of the day, you still can get back into that nine to five. You'll you're still, you're, you're still hireable. You can still go back to that regular life if you want to, but you'll never get that opportunity to go outside that box. That's a once in a lifetime thing.
2: Mm, You mentioned challenges. Mm -hmm. Biggest challenge you've overcome so far as, as an entrepreneur in the HR space?
1: I would have to say it can be challenging to get good people that want to work with you or for you that are okay with leaving their nine to fives, <laughs> mm. you know, cause HR people are very structured and they want a structured life. We're very structured. So it's hard to kind of get them to get out of that mundane job. So you have you you get a lot of part time help where they're working after work, they're working on the weekends and it's you know, you may not get that type of quality for those from those people. And you really have to have the backup to be able to say, okay, I can get you in working for me and I'll give you the insurance, the 401k and all that. And you really have to be ready to be able to give them what they need as an HR professional. That's the hardest thing for me.
2: Mm, mm, Very interesting. Um, I Mm -hmm. I know that you recently lost your father. My condolences, first of all. And one of the things that you've been doing is, is continuing to um, Extend his legacy by sharing these words of wisdom and things of that sort. And and for you, how has your perspective changed at all since his loss? And and in meaning that, utilizing what you learned from him, and even in mm-hmm. his loss, to continue to move your life forward, to elevate your life, and continue to inspire other people.
1: I would say I learned from my father that you only you know life is very precious, and you never know when your time is up it's going to be up. So. I feel like he taught me to live more and to experience more than being closed up and scared. Mm. Um, Before he died, I think I, I had an opportunity to work in Hawaii in the government. And I was terrified and I was like, I don't want to go there. I don't know anybody. I don't want to leave you and mom. I don't want to, you know, and he was just like, Jacqueline, you have an opportunity to go for it. Don't worry about me. I mean, he was literally like in the hospital and he said, no, go ahead and do it. And so I feel like through him, I learned live life, like stop being so scared, like just step out that box, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he He always supported anything and everything that I wanted to do. Um, And he always taught me take the high road, like whatever you do, do it right. Follow the rules. You don't want anybody to come after you. You know, he always taught me to play it safe, but he also said it's, it's okay to take a chance within rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's legal, go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Live your life. Basically. I I ain't doing nothing illegal. (laughs) Yeah. So... so. (laughs) If it's legal. We'll just go, go ahead fear. And- let go of the fear as long as it's legal. Boom.
2: Yeah, let go, go of the
1: fear. Yeah, yeah. Just step out there. Sometimes it's scary, but do it. All right, manifester,
2: as you described yes! yourself. Yes. Speaking of stepping out, for you, what would you? What are your goals or your manifestation goals, personally and professionally, as we go into a new year?
1: I would say manifestation. I'd say. This is a hard one. I have so many mantras. I would say, oh my gosh. Take your time. With- I'm
2: excited about this answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. Uh, my mantra is be the woman that you always wanted to be and believe in that woman. And know that you can be that woman that you always wanted to be, but she'll never be perfect and it's okay. And every day, even if you literally have a horrible day and you do everything that you didn't want to do, tomorrow's a new day and you start over from scratch. It's a new beginning and it's a new day. So every day that's, I kind of wake up with just hope that it'll be better from yesterday. I don't care how bad it went. I'm just gonna erase that. We're starting over. So just always just be that per, be that woman that you see that you want to be and believe that you can be that. And be and uplift other women.
2: Mm, I, I like how you put that on the end of that. Goes back to putting an <laughs> exclamation point on some of our other question and answers earlier. And and I want to to ask you too, Jacqueline. Just you know, as you continue to build out your empire and your business, how can people connect with you? How can people possibly you know help or reach out and say, "Hey, I'm looking to, to make a shift in my career. I'd love to partner with you or be on your team." How can they do that?
1: I would say, I mean, reach out to me, DM me. You know, um, you know, I have my contact information on my Instagram page, thejacquelineblake um, at gmail Reach out to me. Um, connect with me because I'm just, I am out here just like any other regular woman, like beyond Housewives of Potomac. I'm, I'm that regular girl, like in the grocery store, hanging out with friends, you know, with my family, you know, I am very down to earth. I'm bougie, but I'm down to earth. (laughs) And I love, no, I love people. And, you know, I can literally have a conversation with anybody and don't be afraid, just reach out. You know, tell me what you're working with and maybe we can do some things together. We can collab.
2: Absolutely. So I just have to deep sigh on this. Anything, Real Housewives of Potomac is on Bravo. It, it, they're in season right now, guys. Plenty more episodes left. Any, anything we need to brace ourselves for without giving too much away? That's all of that. That's the question. Anything. <laughs> A
1: complete no-stop? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I honestly have no clue. Like every time I watch episode, I'm like, wow, I'm finding out new things. So from my perspective and what I saw when I was on it, it is a lot. It's a lot to, it's a lot. So get ready because you're going to go, you're going to have the ride of your life. I mean, you're going to see, (laughs) you're going to see it all. And maybe you don't want to see it, but it's there so if you are that kind of person it's like oh my gosh i can't i don't want to see that it's so embarrassing don't watch (laughs) not to say we didn't keep it classy because we've kept it classy potomac Mm -hmm. is a classy franchise and as you can hear michelle obama loves us in Mm -hmm. atlanta so yeah we keep it classy but there are times where you know it's a little questionable okay the question mark in the block (laughs) it's questionable so be prepared and there's a lot of shade, and I mean, that's every single time we come, everybody literally came, and they did something, whether it was good, bad, or ugly, and different. people came, okay'm <laughs> right. I'm, I'm gonna keep watching you so all,
2: love- you all have taken over you might be my favorite you've all it's always been yeah! like I'm like, I'm on my Michelle Obama. I've always gone between the two. Atlanta and Potomac but I, I think I think Potomac has the edge at this point no shade to my Atlanta housewives I love y'all too but I think Potomac has the edge so I can't wait to continue to watch and I'm just really thankful for this time Jacqueline I think you're phenomenal yes. and thank you so much I for I enjoy all talking you, to you like, mm-hmm. thank you so much I enjoy talking to you too thank you for your transparency and uh, I salute you and just all the best with everything that you got going on, on the entrepreneurial side and Real Housewives of Potomac because you're a great fit so yes.
1: thank you for this thank you so much for having me
2: It was really great talking to Jacqueline and here's my thought for today I kind of wanted to continue off of one of the points that we discussed about black women not getting along and it sounds so cliche which in itself is sad but it is a real reality and I have to admit that when Jacqueline talked about regrets and said that you know she's not somebody that regrets things but she did say that she never thought that the show would cost her her best friend I was so sad for her for a number of reasons. And it's unfortunate that sometimes when both parties have the best intentions, every space isn't designed for both parties to occupy. And sometimes when you occupy a space with someone you love very much with a BFF, we'll just start there. And it's not, destined for you all to share that space but you try to force a square into a circle peg the result is oftentimes not one that either party would want so to think about the fact that she gets an opportunity via her best friend at the time Mia to be on a major reality show Real Housewives of Potomac is no joke and the show and the franchise continues to grow and coming on the show both of them with the best intentions And as the season progresses and that shooting continues, now all of a sudden their friendship is so fractured and fragmented. They both walk away from it. That's incredibly sad to me. And I don't think any amount of money or work opportunity or reality TV show appearance is worth the cost of a beautiful bond that friends share between each other, but it happens all the time. And you don't know. Neither one of them knew this would happen. Neither one of them knew there would be an implosion when they started filming. They just probably figured, okay, great. I'm going to do a reality show. That's cool. Get some exposure for myself, my business. I'll be able to be with my best friend. What could go wrong? And when you go into situations with people that you love, like that, sadly, in many instances, as we've seen play out on camera, a lot can go wrong. So, there's so many layers to why black women struggle getting along some of which we touched on in our conversation but there's more that i'd like to continue to explore as we move through season three of just a thought with sheree nicole and i'm thinking about possibly bringing on uh, one of the therapists that are in my network that can possibly speak to this black women we are amazing we are beautiful phenomenal beings We have great purpose and potential, but from a fundamental standpoint, we do struggle in relationships and not just romantic ones, platonic ones as well. We have a difficult time being each other's friend. And the more we own that reality, not celebrate it, but own it, the more we can have conversations that hopefully help to curb some of that and bring forth reconciliation for some folks. My sincere hope is that Jacqueline and Mia figure it out. And it could be a month from now. It could be a year from now. Who knows? But I sincerely hope that they reconcile. Because real Housewives of Potomac isn't worth it. A paycheck isn't worth it. These women are 30 plus years friendship. It's a lot to throw away. So I hope that they find some inkling of, of purpose to be able to reconnect them. And I hope that you hope the same for them. Drama on TV, yeah, it can be funny, it can be cute, but the reality is these are still very real people that are living very real lives. And put yourselves in their shoes. Would you really want to be in a situation where you had an opportunity that cost you one of your very best friends? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that most of you, if not all, would say no. So, just a thought. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just A Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Cherie Nicole. Just A Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just A Thought podcast on Instagram at Just A Thought Show and on Twitter at Just A Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. It's just a thought, just a thought. It's, my it's just a thought, just a thought. Get out your
1: feelings. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.